Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome. Today is day 42 of AOM Q&A and today's show is titled Boundaries in a Separation, Video Game Problems and Honoring Differences. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 250 shows talking about all things uh, relationship and married related. What? Yes. Um, And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook from us by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. We love audiobooks. They're the best way to grow on the go. <laughs> and so please go get one on us. We love them. And we are also live on Facebook and Instagram right now. So you will hear us chatting with the people on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, it's exciting. And yes, it's day 42 already. Yeah, way to go, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. It is. It's going less quicker than the 100 days straight, well, so, but yeah, this works for weekends, us. So. so. Okay, let's jump right into a reread a review of the day and your questions and have a combo of whatever comes up. And okay, review of the day from Jess K on Facebook. My favorite podcast, Heart, Heart, Heart. Seth and Mel share their, share their personal story and bring on lots of professionals to share wisdom on many episodes. This podcast helps so much to anyone in a relationship. Also, I love Mel. She is the best. That's why you chose this. <laughs> That's not. It's just stinker. what was there. Thank you for that review. Um, (laughs) When you guys rate and review the podcast, you have no idea how helpful it is. One, it makes me feel great. Right. Uh, But honestly, it helps people to know if our show is worth listening to. So thank you for that review. And I am the best. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Y'all are the best too. You're the best. We're the best. Everyone's the best. Love and happiness for everyone. Um, Okay. So let's dive into our questions. All right. I will read this one. My husband and I are currently separated with the intention of working things out. I think? Question mark. It feels as if my husband changes his mind daily. He is currently not in 
involved with our five-month-old son, so to me, it seems like he's enjoying this new kidless bachelor lifestyle on some days, and then other days he misses us and is on board with fixing things. I am currently in therapy and pressing on with life, focusing solely on me and my son. I want things to work out with every bone in my body, but I've realized that he needs this season to figure himself out. He quit his job, started his own business, and has made huge, huge purchases right before we split up, and when I wanted to discuss these impulsive decisions, I became the unsupportive wife and his roadblock. So my questions are, one, how can I set up boundaries that he will respect and that are helpful for me? And two, if our stars align again, oh, I tried a, I tried a no contact unless it had to do with our son, and he told me that was immature and proceeded to text me daily. If our stars align, what are some coping skills that I can use to not want to resent him for his essential checkout and self-fulfilling absence? Okay, I have some thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. What are and your thoughts? I have two thoughts. One, as a man and then as a dad. Oh, wait, hold on. You didn't finish... Uh, it says, I know if we need, I know we need marriage counseling. He uses my past mistakes and behaviors as an excuse and ammunition for his current behaviors. But until I get him on board, I realize I can only focus on my own work. Okay. Um, I'm going to answer as a man, as a dad, and then as a therapist, okay. as a man, as a dad, uh, I find it kind of despicable that he has abandoned his five month old kid. That's not cool, right? You're leaving your wife and your child alone to figure yourself out. That is lame. Even if you have problems, even if you're bipolar, even if you have depression or whatever, you can't do that. I see that too much in my line of work, and I don't have much respect for that. Of course, I would sit down with this guy and talk about his perspective and his issues and stuff like that. However, what from what this lady gives us right now, I don't think that that is a respectable thing on what he's doing. Impulsive purchases, and then he checked out. Come on, dude. Seriously. And um, two... I think, lady, you're doing the right thing, being in your own therapy and trying to work it out. Um, he needs to grow up big time and get his S together. And I don't think that leaving is going to be the uh, solution for him. I think he's running and um, you can't run from your stuff. It's just going to follow you, right? So he needs to be in therapy. He needs to get it together and grow up. And what was my other thing? Um, I can't remember the other thing, okay. but go ahead. Well, I want to say first that this uh, our answer is coming from a very different space than most people might think. So we have spent the last five years kicking our own A's to try to improve ourselves, right? So the answer that we're giving is the answer that we would want someone to have told us, right? Right. So this is not the only option. Seth is saying, I don't respect that because that's where Seth is coming from. Seth is saying, I just spent the last five years working so hard on myself and I see how this can ruin lives. And so I, I just want to kind of throw that out there first. I think that's important to oh, say. Oh, I'm sorry. One thing that I forgot is like, okay, family of origin stuff. I'm sure that there's probably family of origin stuff here. Maybe his dad wasn't around. Maybe he left when stuff got hard whatever, whatever. But still, just because we have a crappy family of origin doesn't mean that we get to perpetuate this and think it's okay. Like, I don't know, you told me a lot of things that I'm just like mad at this dude now. I'm like, come on, you got to be kidding me. Grow up, get a pair, go raise your son, be with your wife, right? Mm -hmm. Or raise your son at the very least, right? Mm -hmm. Get a separation, get a divorce. I know you don't want that, but go be with Mm -hmm. your five-month-old son. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and the thing that, I'm glad that you said that specifically because the thing that, the very first thing that came to my mind, and this is going to, it might sound harsh at first, but um, is this idea that we just all need to grow up here, 
right? Like when you have a child, you've brought a human into the world, you're not welcome to be a selfish a-hole anymore. You can. Loads of people do it. Mm -hmm. But if that's really what you want, uh, I would highly suggest rethinking that. You're going right. to screw up your kid. You're going to screw up your wife. You're going to screw up the life you already started making. And, by you'll, not, and you'll have regrets too. Sorry. By not actually growing up. And so the reason that I bring that up and the reason that I... Um, that where that idea came from was Dr. Meg Meeker has a book. I think it's called Strong Mothers, Strong Sons. I think it's that one. She also has a podcast. But in her book, she's like, she's talking about moms. And she's like, yeah, being a mom is really freaking hard. Like you have to do X, Y, and Z. And, it's, and there's so much stress that comes with being a mom. But then she always kind of caps it off by saying, but you know what? That's what moms do. Mm. And it was like, oh, you're right. Moms get up when kids like vomit all over everything and you clean up all the barf and then your kid is still crying and you got to wash your kid. Then you got to wash their sheets. That's just what moms do. So mm -hmm. dads do these things too. Dads right. don't just abandon their kid. They can. It's not going to be a great choice mm -hmm. for you. Right. So my whole thought in my line of thinking and answering this question is that th this is the time that you grow up. Both of you. And I know that sounds really mean, but I'm going to tell you why I said both of you. So in this I've underlined, um, I wanted to discuss these impulsive decisions, right? You said that in this email. You mm -hmm. also say, um, I tried a no contact unless it had to do with our son. And he told me that that was immature and proceeded to text me daily. Mm -hmm. I kind of agree that might have been immature. It is, how, mm -hmm. how are you going to process this without contact? Right. So I disagree. Maybe he was doing abusive things, and, did, if, if and, and she case, probably, then, yeah. maybe she was like, "I'm setting up this boundary. Don't mess with us anymore." Sure. Like this is the line in the sand mm -hmm. kind of thing. And he was like, "Oh crap, she's serious. I better, you know, put on the the extra and and text daily." Yeah. You know. So I am 100% siding with the wife on here because I'll tell you what, people. Hashtag facts right now. But hold on. It says we're separated with the intention of working things out. Okay. I, I could understand if you said. Um, not the no contact part, but if you said, I created a firm boundary list. Mm -hmm. And if my if my husband breaks those boundaries, then we're not going to talk. Right. But you can't figure out the boundaries. You can't solve the problems if you don't talk. Yeah, but I'm sure that she didn't just go like, oh, I'm mad at you. No contact. Mm -hmm. If that happened, then okay, that's probably not yeah, the best it, idea. Yeah. But I've... So, okay. Hashtag facts, right? Oh, <laughs> I... Uh, my entire career has been working with single moms and working with their young boys, mm -hmm. right? To try to like create some semblance of like a dad around, right? Mm -hmm. So I have I have very zero little tolerance for like dads that do that because yes. I'm like I, I've seen and when you said like moms work, yeah, it's the moms, it's the grandmas, it's the aunties that always hold stuff it, together yeah. because the dudes are out there not doing right, right? Mm -hmm. So I. So maybe this person, you need to get your husband to listen to the Order of Man. Maybe that's part of your contract. Yeah, get the get Order of Man podcast. Get him to listen to podcast. the Order of Man podcast for like 30 days. With Ryan Mickler. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read a comment. Love you guys and your honesty. Wish I could continue watching this live, but I catch up on the podcast. Keep up the amazing Thank work. Thank you. Thanks. And Aaron, the name of the woman is Meg Meeker. She's a Ramsey personality. She does like mm -hmm. parenting stuff for Ramsey, but she has her own podcasts and books. M-E-E-K-E-R. Mm -hmm. uh, -E -E Meeker. Meeker. She's okay. awesome. So good question. I think you know our mm -hmm. thoughts. So, well, okay. Let's go to the next one. I didn't feel like I was finished. <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, my husband tends to sneak out of bed at night and go play video games. I don't know why you're laughing. It makes me mad. Well, it's 
kind of funny. I absolutely hate video games. Like, I despise them so much, I weren't. I wish they weren't even in my house. This hate comes from my childhood because anytime I would play a video game with my siblings, they would all gang up me and make me lose first so they could play it by themselves. It really made me hate them. The video games, that is, but maybe my siblings a little too, LOL. My 15-month-old son walks around with his husband's controller all the time. With my husband's controller all uh-huh. the time and cries for it now because he always sees his dad play video games during the day when I'm at work. I know video games are really are a release for my husband, but I really struggle with it. I know this totally goes back to my family of origin, but I like going to bed together. My parents always went to get bed together, and we have to since we got married. We will go to bed and watch TV or whatever and then go to sleep. I'm usually the one who falls asleep first, and then my husband goes back downstairs and plays games. It sucks because I love feeling him next to me, even when I'm asleep. I haven't seen him all day, and then I don't even get to be next to him at night. He will stay up until 2 or 3 in the morning. I really struggle with trying to not care, but I'm actually kind of hurt that he wants to play games instead of being next to me. I have verbalized this to him and he said he would stay in bed with me but again last night I woke up to an empty bed at 1am should I just suck it up or get over it I just want to be near him and cuddle we finally got our son out of our bed but now I have an empty bed with only myself hmm. this is a wonderful question thank you so much for sending it in yes alright what do you think well for one there is a ton of conversations that need to happen around this mm-hmm. thing that's going on um, I think you're saying, I know that it's a release for my husband. I think it's not a release. I'm pretty sure it's an addiction, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between a release. A release is not like, I, I do this all day long. I feel so released. Uh, a release is like, I went on a jog and I feel endorphins, not mm-hmm. I have to gamble constantly to feel relieved, right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I don't think it's actually a release. I think it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Your husband might be calling it a release. That's a totally different thing. Um, it's a way to numb and not think about what he has to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're so the first part of this conversation is literally track how many hours a day this man is playing video games. I'm not trying to judge his want to play video games, but let's think about how much time is being spent on these right. video games. How much how many hours are we actively not talking to our wife, actively not parenting, actively not cleaning the home? doing extra work actively not sleeping actively sleeping not is sleeping a huge thing. how is our health if we're playing video games for hours at a time are we healthy right are we feeling lethargic or are we overweight how are we feeling about all of that stuff so there's one part of it just to consider what is the video games themselves are taking from your entire family mm-hmm. not just you and your marriage because that's number one but you're taking away from your kid, you're taking away from your home, you're taking away from everything, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first conversation to have. The second conversation to have is just track this line two years out. How many hours will he have spent playing video games in mm-hmm. the next two years? And is that what y'all wanted? Is that what he wanted when right. y'all got married? You say, yes, 10,000 hours. I'd love you to become the most proficient, <laughs> you know, Fortniter of all. Uh, and is that really what you guys want? Right. Right. So I want you to have those two conversations at the minimum. What is, how many hours is this stealing? It's really a st- video games. Again, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I love me some Mario Kart. I love just like old dorky games like right. Tetris and Sonic, but um, they can absolutely destroy relationships. Um, unless you're, and here's one of the rules that we do in our house is we get games where you can play together and it's like fun Mario mm-hmm. Kart, multiple players, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
Tetris multiple player. Like it's a game where it's relatable, 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 <laughs> related, relational, mm. um, and it's done in community, right? In real, com- not online, not mm-hmm. like with someone in Spain, but you and me standing here and we're talking and having fun. So those are sort of my first thoughts on that. But do you have something that you wanted to say about it? Well, yeah, it, it does sound like an addiction, and video games are literally engineered to keep you on them. You're designed just that like way. McDonald's, Big Macs, and French fries are literally engineered to release chemicals to make you want more to make you feel hungrier to make you feel good it's the same thing that's why you can't pause Fortnite. you can't stop playing the game yeah you can't you you can't stop playing the game and all this stuff so it has a ton of psychological uh um things that go into it right so um 90s games (laughs) yeah yeah, for for real uh or 80s games anyway uh so yeah this does sound like an addiction and you know it's Okay, so how do we deal with addiction? There's, there's, there's uh, pre-contemplation, contemplation, and then change. And this is kind of in the uh, motivational interviewing um, sect of, of psychology and stuff. So pre-contemplation. Okay, I'm not even thinking about um, thinking. I'm not even thinking about thinking about quitting. Right? Yeah. Like it's not a problem. What are you talking about? Yeah. You're asleep. Why should I not be asleep? Yeah. Right? Pre-contemplation is when you don't understand why the thing you're doing right. could possibly be negative right. at all. Right. Then contemplation. On, oh, okay. Maybe my wife does have a point. I'm spending, you know, five hours a day on video games, but people are asleep, so I'm justifying this and whatever, whatever. And then change comes after uh-huh. that. Right. So um, there's this. What I don't know what book I read recently i don't know within the last couple of weeks but it was oh it was um mel robbins talking about okay if we have to justify something you know mm-hmm. well i know but video games just like a release or like well just those two drinks after work uh-huh. I, it's, it's just a release you know or like well it's it's just if i if i did well i i um i'm gonna eat this giant pizza but i'm gonna work out tomorrow mm-hmm. you know or i worked out earlier i can eat this bowl of ice cream kind of thing if we run into that justification like we have to justify anything then that means there's an issue right so no, it's not our highest calling i think you're talking about kyle cease no no mel robbins was talking oh, okay. about justifying Sorry. stuff and uh yeah like this is an issue and you're not going to get him to stop i promise you nagging him won't get him to stop um that'll just cause fights and stuff here's the here's the one thing i thought you talked about um, wanting to go to bed at the same time. That is totally a family of origin thing. I'm glad that you see that it's a family of origin thing. That's awesome. Um, but one of the things I would say is I think you have to offer up to your husband what he's actually missing, right? And this is going to sound weird. It might sound a little out of the whatever. It might sound weird. I don't care. Um, I would say like, hey, you get up to play. I mean, what game is he playing? Like Halo 2? I don't even know what games are. What games probably are those? Something what, like some a sort of war shooter game? first person know. game, probably. Um, I don't know. So, like, if he's getting up and he's talking online with other humans in other parts of the state or whatever, and <clears throat> he's doing all of those things, he's getting out of your bed where his warm wife is laying, where his wife wants to touch him and be touched by him, where his wife wants to kiss him and be kissed by him, where his wife is willing to have sex with him. Is that, are his friends over in like, Iowa more important than his wife laying there saying, I'm right here. Look at me. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I want to kind of offer that idea that show him what he's actually missing. And I know that sounds weird uh, and it sounds slightly manipulative, but I think it's a great manipulation that we should be doing because he's so addicted to games, which 
lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people mm-hmm. are addicted to games and phones and Facebook and all that crap. So, but show him what he's actually missing. But do not, absolutely do not suck it up and get over it. Um, I know that there's a desire to yeah. do that, but you will let you will literally be like, continue your addiction mm-hmm. if you do that, because he is never going to see why he's why it's a problem. He's never going to have motivation to stop. And if you see the pattern in your son also wanting to play it, it is only going to get harder when your son can actually play a video game. Right. So um, I would start there. I would. Yeah. I mean, thank you for the question, though. As I know so many people deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um this last one's not a question. <laughs> this isn't a question. And I read this email last week and responded back about as long as she responded the thing here. And it kind of blew me away. Your it, response back was not that long. Don't even pretend for it one. Wasn't, it was like a paragraph. This a is very a paragraph. short paragraph. I'm going to call you out right now. <laughs> anyway. Try to, okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I'm going to read it and then talk about it. Okay, and this is from a person who has listened for a long minute. Here is my concern. I know that faith is such a hard topic to talk about because literally everyone has a completely different belief, but it's a bit bothersome when I hear you guys, particularly Seth, explaining something and then say it's stupid. This has happened quite a few times in episodes I've listened to. One example was when you guys discussed purity and the church belief, and it was followed by Seth saying it's stupid. Sometimes you guys can be very demeaning and insulting it at times, specifically in means of religion talk. Like I said, I listen to your show for marriage advice, and you guys do an amazing job with providing that, and I am so thankful. Like you said, Melanie, you like Joyce Meyer, but you don't agree with everything she says. It's the same thing. I don't have to agree with everything you guys believe to still appreciate you guys and love the way you guys are helping marriages. I know people write in with questions on religion, and that's great. Answer them. I guess my only advice would be not to make your listeners feel stupid for having a different belief. I have felt a bit insulted by the way you guys have said things that you don't believe. Think about it in an honor differences and promote linkages kind of way. Again, I do appreciate you guys. I hope you don't think anything negatively about me for bringing this up. We all have different beliefs and that's okay. Thanks again for what you're doing and I hope you know this is coming with the utmost respect. Please don't take this the wrong way or think negatively about me. Love you guys. Boom. Boom, baby. Okay, so. Honor differences, promote linkages. Yes. yes. And this whole thing was in a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was something positive, then real constructive criticism, and then another sandwich of kindness and love. So I want to thank, <laughs> thank, I want to say thank you. First of all, I read this. I am not insulted. I am not mad. You saw something that I need to work on, right? And I am so sorry. I have. I'm thankful, and I'm sorry, and I want to be different in that area. So thank you so much for this comment. You. You did it perfectly, I yeah. guess, right? Like you actually really did. And it's really cool to see the things that we talk about being modeled in mm-hmm. things that we need to yep. work on. So mm-hmm. a million thumbs up. All I have is two. Uh, but thank you so much. And I'm sorry because I do get cynical of church stuff sometimes. And I, it's so stupid because I, it, <laughs> it, it, it's stupid that I do that because... I have been helped by the church. I have grown 
a lot. I've been supported by people who are kind and love me. And then I'm almost like, oh, yeah, see? So that's like something that I have to really work mm-hmm. on. Like, you know this about me. Yeah. He's, you know, Seth's done this our entire marriage, yeah. too. So it's actually feels nice to have somebody else say it, <laughs> honestly. But no, right. I, I super appreciate this email. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that you sent it in because that's something that... Um, so this is like hashtag real talk behind the scenes. Uh, when Seth does that in shows... It's really frustrating and I can't, it's not appropriate of me to be like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like in the middle of a podcast, that would seem crappy. And people have actually been like, Melanie, you're too mean to him. But it's like, I don't want him to do that either because I do think that it's disrespectful and we do need to honor our differences like fully. And, And if someone totally believes being a virgin before you get married is the only way to do it, we should not be there to tell them it's stupid. Right. Right? We should be honoring our differences. And so it's, it's very hard sometimes because... When we're actually talking, he'll do things like that sometimes where I'm like, I really wish he wouldn't do that. But if I interrupt him and point it out all the time, we get emails saying, why do you always interrupt Seth and point it out? All the and then you're the bee. <laughs> then I'm the bee. But but I do think it's <laughs> this is really awesome because it is modeling exactly the behavior that we want to have people do when they're in conflict in their marriages. As the AOM sandwich method, right? Mm-hmm. Your slice of bread of kindness, the deli slices of constructive criticism, and then your other slice of bread of kindness. Right. And it's so funny that you did that or not funny. It's great. But we just were, I was just showing Seth the AOM sandwich method, uh, visual the that I made. That made. Yeah. I made that months ago <laughs> and I just forgot to put it on the website. I just Whoa. emailed Kenan. About it's a it. really good one. But like the, the point of it is like, it, this isn't even about religion or faith or anything. It's about a listener seeing something and saying, seeing something and then using the own, our own tools yeah. to like reflect it back to us. So absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I respect you. A million for that. Yeah. So thank you. And dearly. I do want to say too that this is um, Seth's response is a is a representation. That's not correct. It's more of a uh, you're seeing what he thinks about how it impacted his life, right? Right. So I'm the, not saying not, it's not stupid that the for, thing itself mm-hmm. is stupid. Uh, and I hope that makes sense. But like you're seeing that the way that Seth learned about purity culture and church impacted him in a really negative way, mm-hmm. and he is saying that impact is stupid right that's what he's often doing so i wanted to just clarify because i understand what you're saying and how it feels i also understand what seth is doing so yes so thank you for sending that in um Mm -hmm. but yeah let's wrap today's episode up unless there's anything else that you wanted first i want to say hey to bacon egg and grits oh that's a good one (laughs) i love it our daughter loves grits because i I make them and it's hard to find it's her uh, favorite thing good grits around here in washington she gets really excited when we find grits and country salty ham anyway thank you for joining again join us every single morning weekday morning on facebook and instagram live where we answer any questions that you guys have also remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your absolutely free ebook Mm-hmm. Go there. You'll you'll thank us later. We promise you. Mm-hmm. And what and else? Send in your questions. I, I want to really reiterate that your questions matter for so many people in this world. You have no idea. We have thousands of downloads a day of our podcast, even when we don't put up an episode. Mm-hmm. So your questions about anything marriage related, relationship related, family related are helpful to gajillions of folks. Someone wrote something. Let's see. It's terrible that I don't even know what grits are and how's that even <gasps> spelled it. Yeah, you spelled yeah, you it, right? it right. Grits. Grits are like cream of wheat. But no, they're not. They are similar. They're absolutely I'm not. I'm from Washington, let me say. Grits are like cream of wheat, but savory. 
So they're like the texture of cream of wheat, but think bacon, eggs, cheese. Hold on. It's a whole different thing. They're similar. Oh my gosh. Can I say it's similar? Grits is uh, ground up corn. Yes. Okay. It's like grittier cream of wheat. How many grits? How many? And also happy Canada Day. Yes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Yeah. Ground hominy. Anyway, grits are awesome. Thank you guys. Uh, sending your questions. Melanie made a really good point. Literally, when we answer a question on the show, thousands and thousands and thousands of other people hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just us. You're not just getting it answered for yourself. You're actually pushing it forward mm-hmm. and helping other people yeah. out and everything that you struggle with so does so many people so please send in your questions um, and and also rate and review the podcast on itunes so we can read your review on the show it helps people to find the show and to know if it's worth their time that's so, right yeah thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast and we love you guys and have an amazing day all right bye <laughs> bye <laughs>